The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. They're so joyful because the brand is together through good and through bad. And I'm proud of my guys for that. I love my guys for that. So tomorrow we're going to come out with a lot more energy. We're going to compete at a high level. And um, we're going to get one at home. Oh, happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Ladies first Friday. Always. I'm so excited for this day. Always because I get to talk to you. We get to talk sports. And it's Friday. The weekend. Like, let's go. It's Friday and we got a game one tonight. Thank y'all for, for tuning in and holding on with us. We apologize. We're having a little technical difficulties, but you know, there's nothing we can't handle. Woman, we get it done. We get it done. So game always tonight, <laughs> game four tonight, a pivotal game four. And we heard from Jimmy Butler. I just tell you, Zena, I feel like Jimmy is sort of a prophet, you know, like, Everything comes true. It doesn't necessarily come true. Like he said, they were going to play the Celtics, like when they were in the play-in, and he's like, "We're going to win, and we're going to see the Celtics." And he was saying in the first round, it ended up being later, but they did mm. win. And against all odds, they're in the NBA Finals right now. When they right. were up three zero, and all the other series, he keeps saying, "We're going to win. We're going to get what we need to do." If they lose a game, we're going to bounce. Every time he says it, and I get it; those are the things that everyone always says. But I mean, this is going back to last yeah. year, last season, right? Yep. He said, yeah. mm -hmm. um, "We'll be back." You know, so he keeps manifesting yeah. things. He keeps saying things are going to happen. And then they do. So my whole point in that, like when I said in my feed, Jimmy Butler's, you know, destiny is manifest. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that, I'm saying Jimmy's, you know, destiny is manifest because like everything he says comes true, right? And, right. and I don't know. I just feel like the way everyone is counting the nuggets out I mean, the heat out already. It's like, no. I, I mean, I get it. Like from game to game, there are all these reactions. Sure. I get it. We overreact. Sure. But it's like when the heat won and tied it up, it was like, yeah, Denver, they'll be fine. But like the moment the heat lose the game mm. every time, it's like, oh, it's like doom and gloom. And <laughs> at the end of the day, all they did was lost the game. At the end of the day, mm. it's only 2-1 people. Typical series. Yep. Let's remember that the Heat did what no other team this postseason has done. They've gone in. They won in Denver. Denver, and they've won a game. So we know that they're capable. So they just have to right. focus on tonight and get a game. And Jimmy said they will get a game. And I believe they will get a game. <laughs> you know, when they you got You know what down. I love? Yeah, go ahead. I love, I love when I read your feed, I definitely read it like the song, like, Jimmy Butler's like destiny is manifest. I was like, okay, like Lauren. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like Lauren, but I was like, right, I hope literally. 
Oh, I definitely picked up on it. What? If you don't know where that line is from, go do your homework, please. Okay, one of the best albums ever made. So yes, great. Great reference there. And it is interesting because I don't remember who it was. It was some celebrity that Jimmy Butler texted before all of this to ask them if they wanted tickets. Do you remember, like, I saw that recently on Twitter that he texted a celebrity, it was some female singer or someone, that like, hey, if you want tickets to the NBA Finals, like, I, I got you. Like, way before any of this. So he has had a pattern of just being able to call out his journey and this path and really believing in his team. This isn't the first time, you heard that soundbite, this is the first time that when they've lost, Jim Lee's been just been like, you know, we got this. We were in the locker room. We were, you know, throwing back a, a beer, right? Obviously he has to pitch his, his partnerships and sponsorships, but he's always thinking about how his team is to get together and they love playing together. They're not stressing about it. They're going to figure out what it takes to get the play, the game plan to execute in the way that they need. And you heard Jokic talk about the way that they won the other game last night or not last night, Wednesday night was they were more locked in. They were more focused. I feel like that's less of an issue with Miami. I feel like they just blend so well together. What their issue is who can step up and produce, but they're always locked in. They're always focused, but who can produce on a high level? And that's what the Heat don't have in the same way that the the, the Nuggets do. But I agree with you. It is interesting and fascinating. I wish there could be like a, um, a, a way to do a timeline with every single thing that Jimmy Butler has ever said, how many yeah. of those things have come true. Um, and then you think about his story, right? You think about where he comes from. And I think that that probably contributes to the level of belief that he has in his ability to get something done. But just like his determination is just, it's off the charts. That being said, my feed said, if they don't win tonight, I think it's a wrap. Um, and that's from a perspective of like, it's a gut punch to go up one, one or to go down one, go up one. And you're like excited. You're going back home. And then you lose twice at home. First finals games in Miami since 2014 and you lose twice. So I really think that this is tonight. Um, it's going to be pivotal for how they show up um, for the rest of this, this series. It is. And I just want to clarify, when you say it's over, you mean like they can't win the series, but because, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's okay. what I think. And I, and right, because I mean, they'd be going down 3-1 at that point. And we kind of mm -hmm. know all the stats around, you know, 3-1. And so game, game, yeah, right, game right. you know, game threes are pivotal and the Nuggets won game three. And we do know that mm -hmm. like when you win game three, you know, in the finals, probably in playoffs too, but in the finals, statistically, look at that, 41 mm -hmm. times, yeah. if a series is tied 1-1 after two games, the game three winner has won the series 80% of the time. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So, listen, I, look, all things are meant to be broken, and if 80% of the time, Fair. that means 20% can happen. I want to be clear that I actually had the Denver Nuggets winning in six. So I guess what what I'm saying when I ask what you mean by over is because I think even if the Heat go down 3-1, I don't think that's going to happen just because, like, they understand the stakes. They understand the gravity, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And to me, I do think a lot of, similar to, to the game one, was they were missing shots that they normally make, you know? And so yes. they, they were getting open looks. So I feel like when everyone does this, like, oh, it's doom and gloom, as long as Miami keeps creating open looks, 
and they can because Denver's defense is not like that. Um, They just have to knock down their shots. They have a, I keep saying, they have a lower margin of error, but if they can knock Mm. down their shots, then they're in the game. And so they know what they need to do. I agree, though, the effort and energy was off. I remember tweeting like, um, you know, uh, Jamal wants this more than the entire Heat team because the way yeah, he was boxing yeah. out running, he like they just were a little slow to things, and I I didn't get yeah. it. But they identified it. I think Heat culture is a real thing, um, yeah. you know. And I just I think that I've always felt like they were going to make this a series. I never agreed with people that it will be short. So I think they'll tie yeah. it up tonight. But even if they were to go down three one or one three. I think that they have enough to force a game six, like, and get it back to Miami. I agree. I, I agree. I ultimately think Denver wins, but I just, I know people would be counting them out and saying, see, and da 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 da. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's like, I'm not going to bet against Jimmy Butler anymore. I did pick Denver and I did pick Jokic, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to bet against Jimmy and the Heat and Spo anymore. But, Speaking of Jokic, right? Because mm. um, he's been all the talk and he deserves it. He deserves all the praise, right? right? And um, a whole big deal has been made about him because of the way he kind of, you know, talks about his records and the triple doubles and, mm-hmm. and, and everything, okay, everything. Anything but himself. Yeah, anything, <laughs> but, him. anything but himself. <laughs> yep. Um, so I just think that, you know, there, when I say a whole big deal is being made about him, it's because he says, like, I don't care. They bring up his triple double record, you know, or how many points he had or whatever he did, they bring it up and he's like, I don't care. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, but I don't think, I don't think he's the first player to be like this. So while I think it's dope. I sort of feel like there's been a, like a bit much being made of it, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to hear your thoughts. Cause we've, we've talked about yes. this a little bit and you, yes. you said he's yes. reminiscent of Steph. So people always accuse me of turning the conversation to Steph. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to do mm-hmm. that, but I just, I, I don't think he's the first star to do this. And I also think stay on this headline guys. Cause I, I think this is really important when it says he addresses the obsession about stats in the U.S. And he says, I'm trying to say it's team basketball. And I don't really want to make this like an America versus non-America thing because like Mm. Luca is not an American player and he very much cares about his stats, you know? (laughs) Um, I I feel like it's an individual thing, right? Like some people do and some people don't. And I just think it's his personality. And I do think that's sort of like likable and, you know, but I don't think it should be like a, foreign versus American thing or, you know, kind of overstating him doing it as though others don't. Yeah, I 1000% agree with you. And I have brought this up in comparing him to Steph in the sense that Steph has done absolutely magical things on the court. And yet you talk to him in the press pressers after the game, he's kind of like, yeah, mm, all right. And then, you know, he's looking at the things that you maybe have done wrong or he's looking at the things that his teammates did well and so we're seeing this again in Jokic and everyone's just so obsessed with it and I think the magnifying glass is happening with Jokic because of this whole uh debacle around the MVP right this whole season 
the MVP conversation was around Jokic getting it twice and not making it to the promised land, right? How is it that you're potentially going to get it a third time and you can't get past the Western Conference Finals? Now, I'm not in Jokic's head. I don't know if he internalized that and was like, let me make sure I never talk about myself until we right. get past the Western Conference Finals, until we get to the <laughs> NBA Finals. I don't know. I don't know if that's what he's thinking. But all I know is that the the bottom line is until he is able to get that win and get those accolades that everyone's talking about, the fact that he hasn't gotten them, I think he's always going to stay, remain focused on the fact that this is team. This is We haven't done anything yet. And that's why I not only want to compare him to a Steph Curry from that regard, I also mentioned he gives me Kobe vibes, right? When you listen to his presser, uh, and I want to I want to be able to throw it to his, to his sound, but he is so laser focused, right? People used to call Kobe a maniacal competitor, like maniacal, where it's like, you're unhappy, even though you won, you're unhappy with the win. Like, and when you look at Jokic's pressers, we'll, we'll throw it to the sound, but it sounds like he's not happy or he's not satisfied yet. I respect that. Let's listen to it. Yeah. Um, here he goes said how difficult it was for him coming to America that they discussing stats all the time and everything is stats, stats, stats. Do you feel the same way? Because in our culture, it's a little bit different over mm, Europe. No, I don't feel the same because I only talk about people are telling me my stats and I'm trying to say it's a team basketball. So, I mean, yes, I feel the same way, my friend. I mean, I think, I think it's uh, how the, everything works, you know. In Europe, it's a little bit maybe the team, the winning Maybe here, I'm here is this winning too, but maybe more stats. I don't know. I really don't know. Good question. Yeah, so, I mean, I just think, I think that's an individual thing. I think it's an individual thing. I do thing. too. I, people are going to try to make it a culture thing. I don't think it's a culture thing. I think this is Jokic trying to focus on the fact that he needs to win a finals for himself, for his team, for his legacy, but really for Denver and Let's the reporters are going to try to make that narrative. I'm not buying it. Mm -mm. And by the way, hasn't Jimmy been saying that all postseason as well? Like it's about the team. Yeah, I don't care. We just talked about it. I'm going to do it. it, Exactly. Eat culture. So I don't think he's the only superstar. Sort of. I mean, Jimmy's not a superstar. No disrespect to him. He's not a you know Jokic level player. But playoff Mm -hmm. Jimmy, playoff Jimmy can rise to that level. And (laughs) um. He's basically said the same, you know, the same thing. So, I mean, what what do you think? I know you said they have to win tonight, but what is mm-hmm. your what's your gut for tonight? Because it was announced that Tyler mm-hmm. Hero is coming back, and I got to tell mm-hmm. you, them missing Tyler Hero. I know people were wondering, do they do they really need Tyler Hero? You know, um, people were concerned about if he comes back, you know, his defense and if that could sure. hurt him. And because the team was in such a rhythm, right, it was like, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't disturb that. And Tyler Hero himself, you know, is on the record saying like, you know, I'll do what's best, you know, sort of like, I don't want to disturb the team. But come on. Sure. I mean, he's basically a 20 point scorer in the regular season. I was just going to say. Like, you, you, you're going to miss that at some point. You're going to miss that at some point. And a very, very good three point shooter, Zena. 1,000%. 1,000%. When you think about the fact that Christian Braun came off the bench for Denver 
and they lost by 15 and Christian Braun gave 15. Brown, right? Brown. Like that. I don't want the people to oh, come Brown, from sorry, us. I keep Brown. I yes, say, I right, do the Brown, same thing. I Brown, do the same right? thing. Right? Brown. I'm always Brown. My bad. Christian Brown. Okay. Uh, Christian Brown was production, immediate production. Uh, our friend Dave DeFord, the athletic, said it was like found money. He is someone that came off and was producing activity on the floor. That is what the Heat did not have in game three. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin scored eight points hot. And then in the first half, two points for the rest of the game. Then you look at Max Struess, who was supposed to be giving you that production that Tyler Hero usually does from the three-point line. Three points, one for seven. My gut instinct is if one of those three, particularly Vincent, Martin, or Struess, I'm not looking at Kyle Lowry to be the productor or the productive uh, offensive player, but if one of those three doesn't find rhythm in their shot and creates that third uh, tentpole of production from the Miami Heat, and Jimmy Butler does even more than 28 points. I know that's a lot, but he's got to do even more. I don't see how they're going to pull this out. A lot of people have already labeled the Miami, uh, I was going to say Miami Dolphins, the Miami Heat as, overachieving it's rude it's hurtful right that's hurtful but but that's what it's going to come down to is going to be a talent dispersion between the two teams and we know that the Denver Nuggets have they went nine deep the other night like Reggie Jackson played right like they've got a lot of players that can come on the floor and produce whereas the Miami Heat cannot just bet on Bam and Butler to do it all for them. So they've got to get another person off that bench to come out, or not even off the bench, excuse me, within that starting lineup to come out and produce. And if they don't, I think it's a wrap in the sense that, yes, they might get one more win, but they're not winning this thing. And they're comeback kings. They're capable. They could be that 20%, but if they can't find that third person, I don't think so. Yeah. So what's your prediction for tonight? What's, what was your prediction for the series and what's your prediction for tonight? And then let's go because we get. Uh, we I know we've been talking about this for a while. Um, I I believe I was Denver in seven. I wanted Miami to push them. Um, okay. I'm now. I'm thinking, what Miami will win this night tonight. I think Miami will win. They will regroup, figure it out, calibrate all the above. Um, but now I still think Denver in six. I'm going to take a, okay. a game back. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so now you're in the same place mm-hmm. as me. But like you, mm-hmm. I want the Heat to push it. In fact, I want the Heat to to beat the odds. That's I, what I I'm want. rooting for them. Me too. I me too. I, I know. <laughs> My heart. I know. Okay. I know. We'll see All right, guys. We will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. Don't go anywhere. Ladies first Friday. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. I think people are a little too dismissive these days about the benefits that come from the commonality around sports that with a sport like basketball, our, our finals are distributed virtually everywhere in the world. The, the sport is played everywhere in the world. It's an opportunity to bring people together. Have the Saudis looked to invest or buy an NBA team? No. What would Not you... that I'm aware of. I mean, they, that, that, they certainly haven't come to the league office. And under our rules, um, you, an individual can only buy an NBA team right now. You can... Um, a fund, and that's what's happening here. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's called a sovereign wealth fund that's investing in the, in the PGA Tour. But we allow funds to invest in teams but not control teams, not to have influence over teams. So to, 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 to own an NBA team, there has to be an individual with a certain percent of the team to control it. money it is crazy how much <laughs> the money that is being thrown out by the public investment fund specifically in saudi arabia has got the sports world in a tizzy they have invested in so many sports and the thing is adam's right that sort of money does bring visibility resources uh whatever you need to leagues that need it and when you think about what the NBA's ultimate goal is, they want to be the global game. And that not includes them. That includes their sister league, right? Kathy Engelbert talked about this, I think it was yesterday, at the Sports Business Journal uh, Summit, where she wanted to talk about how we look at this global game platform for the WNBA to get the game known and recognized internationally. When we see these same players in the W go overseas, why can't the W capitalize on that? But at the same time, we know Saudi Arabia and their treatment of the LGBTQ plus community. And we know Saudi Arabia's rumored involvement in 9-11. And that is what is so uncomfortable about all of this. But they can already invest. They can own up to 30% of a team right now per that new rule that came out in 2022. So I don't even know if this conversation is like worth having in the sense of we've already crossed that line. This, it's, it's already here. Now, in terms of bringing games over, they're already in Abu Dhabi. They've, they've played, NBA has played preseason games in Abu Dhabi um, in that area. So it's not as if it would be a crazy leap. Uh, I just, I am, I feel very in, conflicted about this whole conversation um, because of the ties to the rumors of 9-11, to the communities that are impacted in Saudi Arabia. But I also understand that their influence and their influx of money can be good for these leagues. What are your th thoughts on this? This is this is tough. A-Rab money's real. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's definitely a moral, I think, question for 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 many, and people are going to come down on different sides. I right now, I think it's like we got to wait and see. I, I think yeah. more is going to come. Right, we had so much big news this week with golf, you know, live and the the PGA tour. Um, you know, we saw that they offered a lot of money to Messi, even though he turned it down. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have um, Adam Silver saying it's a double-edged sword, you know, using his words carefully as a lawyer. So, (laughs) um, you know, it's really, it's a a moral thing and it's it's where you come down. But I just think particularly, you know, you know, he's saying that, but like, you know, he's the commissioner of the NBA, but the NBA and the, WNBA often work hands in hand. And so we -hmm. had, you know, the WNBA commissioner, you know, there was a headline that came out or there was a story that came out before that Bloomberg dropped about her making some comments. And then today something new just dropped, you know. um, That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. She was at Bloomberg saying that she was consider playing games. She said Saudi Arabia wouldn't be her first choice, but she has to consider all the locations of a global games platform. And then today at the SBJ summit, she uh, clarified, we are not considering playing games at Saudi Arabia, but we have to look at the global games platform. And she also clarified that anywhere they play, they would have to just have a conversation with the investors and the players. Now, what's funny about this comment is I don't think the NBA's rule about uh, who can invest uh, necessarily applies to the WNBA. I'd have to look at their CBA. But if you're talking about talking to players and investors, and right now, Saudi Arabian public investors can invest in the NBA. That means you're having a conversation with Saudi Arabia, potentially. So yeah. we saw what happened in FIFA. We saw how Qatar was able to influence other nations to vote for them. I just see that this conversation's not going to end. And just like you said, Sabria, I was going to say Sabria, girl, I'm getting excited that you're here. Uh, Nat, like, we have to wait and see. Yeah, and so Sabria, I I think you could hear like our conversation, but I wanted to know in terms of because when the when the news first dropped like a couple of days ago about like Kathy, like WNBA Twitter and everyone was like tweeting about it was up in roar, and there was so much news coming out this week in sports related, you know, um, to Saudi Arabia. So now that she's clarified her statement today. What what are your thoughts? And do you think that's going to be the end of it? Because I don't think this is going away. And so one, what do you think is the future? What will happen? And how could something like this potentially affect a league like the the W? Yeah, I don't think it's going away. Um, I mean, Kathy has said a lot of things, especially when we have conversations about what our priorities are here in America, like expansion. And people have already started pulling up um, almost every interview she's ever given and the numbers she's given about how many cities are being considered. So one thing about the WNBA community, they do not forget. So you better say what you mean and mean what you say. I think Mm. it's 
expected of a businesswoman such as Kathy to be careful with her words. But when you have a league that is majority women of color, majority black, a lot of members of the LGBTQ community, we have two members who um, one is non-binary, one has identified as trans. When you have a lot of masculine presenting women, you have to be very careful about your words. And we have seen players rise up against owners that supported, you know, bills that did not match with their beliefs when you saw them outing an owner in Atlanta. So the type of, you know, respectability politics that Adam Silver is able to play in the NBA do not work over here. And I think they need to be really careful about that moving forward. Yeah, I I, I I tend to agree. Not I tend to agree. I know you're you're correct. So this is um I don't know if fascinating is the right word, but it's definitely one of those things mm-hmm. for us to watch as we move forward with the W, um, with the NBA and just across sports in general, right? Because it's 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 not yeah. going away. But let's 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 talk more W. Let's talk power rankings because there was a big game last night, uh mm. Sabrina. Um, between the Sun and the uh, Aces. And up until yes. last night, the Las Vegas Aces were undefeated. So they have been like across the board, number one in the power rankings. And they played the Sun twice this week. And Bonner was like, Mm-mm, no, y'all not getting the second game. Y'all not getting it. And she went ahead and had herself a career night. So shout out to Dewana. She had herself a career night. Yes. 41 points. Um, and the Sun, who are always asking for their respect. I know that's your favorite uh, slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Maria. They missed it um, on Twitter. They didn't even do it on Twitter. That's terrible. It was right there. Terrible. But yeah. So they they <laughs> they, they they made a statement and, and while the, the the aces now have a better record than them still the sun are right behind Mm -hmm. them what are your thoughts now after that game like should it still be the aces number one and Mm -hmm. also just talk about like Zawana's performance I mean that was incredible so yes the Las Vegas Aces are still number one in the standings, but in my power rankings, they have dropped to number two and I'm putting the Connecticut Sun um, at the top because mm-hmm. even though they lost the first game against them and they have a 7-2 record versus a 7-1 record, they really did their thing and they've had the tougher schedule thus far um, and that extra loss was a tougher, you know, conference game and they are in the tougher conference. So I'm going to go ahead and put Connecticut um, at number one. Dewana is always underrated. She's the most disrespected in my opinion because she does not get the love that she deserves. But she is a two-time WNBA champion and a four-time, probably soon to be fifth-time WNBA All-Star for a reason. So people need to start putting some respect on Dewana's name. And like the W community always says, count it twice with Dewana. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I do think I, I would agree with you in the sense that Dewan is underrated. I think that it's probably because of, you know, when you think about her journey, 11 years with the Phoenix Mercury, you're under that big name uh, called Diana Taurasi, and people are not realizing how much you're probably contributing to their success as well. And then, yeah, but I, I, I was actually looking at this game yesterday, and I was like, has Dewana always been this good? And it's like, yeah, her stats have always been this good. 
And I was looking at her stats from uh, 2021 to 2022 and then going into this year. She's not only improved her uh, field goal percentage, she also improved her three-point percentage, which we know that was like the reason why this, the, 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 um, the Sun killed it last night, which was her three-point percentage and her three-point shot making. Five of seven from three. She's such a transition, like tempo shooter. She's deadly in transition. But I, I was like, that's aging like fine wine. Like that is you're going in your 12th and 13th year of being in the WNBA and your production as an, a score is getting better, right? Like maybe you're not scoring more points, but you're being more efficient with your time and the way that you're producing your shot and, and creating your shot. And that's what we saw last night. I, I think that I agree with you in the sense of the sun being moved up because the sun lost a star, right? And people don't talk about John Paul Jones leaving as much. But like the sun left, I mean, the sun lost the star and they're still, still dominant. Whereas, and you're seeing that in Chicago too, but whereas the aces are gaining and they're, mm-hmm. I don't want to say barely beating teams, but they're barely beating teams. Yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> no disrespect and, to Atlanta, but Atlanta. And so I have a question yes. about that though, with the aces, <laughs> you know? Um, and shout out to the Aces, because, you know, Asia just made her own history, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. even though even though they lost the game. But, you know, she made her her own history in terms of just tallying and, and, and counting stats. But I, I, I want to know. Candace Parker, and I know that's your girl, Saria, but Candace Parker hasn't looked herself and I mean I know she's not going to be prime Candace Parker but she has mm-hmm. sort of gotten off to a slow start with the aces and so they have had an undefeated record but like you've noted they've struggled in games and there was all this talk you know super team super teams and right now we're saying the son who lost John Quell, right are mm-hmm. You would have them at your number one. Zena, you would have them as your number one. I don't, I'm not giving any pushback to that. So you have the two super teams, not at number one. And that's, you know, the aces and, and the Liberty. Yeah. No. What about the Liberty? What do we say about the Liberty? I said, oh, you don't have them. I had them as like after the aces. No, you, you got them lower. <laughs> now, Nat, come on, come no. on. New York is New York is four for me, and they're barely over Dallas, who I have at number five. I literally in my notes for this, it wow. says New York, New York, four two dash. What's super about this team? So, so let me ask: Ooh. Do you have the sky at number three? Of course, I have the sky at number three. <laughs> That's predictable. There you go. But they're well, killing they it go. too. They're killing it too. Listen, they're killing it too. They're doing more with less. I mean, I genuinely yeah. don't want to play the injury card, but the injury card has been pulled, it seems like, every three business days with Chicago. And they are able mm. to... So not only more with less as far as the stars that we lost with Candace Parker, with Courtney Vandersloot, and I mean, even Allie Quigley, we have literally done less okay. with... with We've had the same number of inactive and and you know second string players on the bench when we're right. in games. Like so they've been able to get I mean five three versus four two. I'm gonna give it to Chicago. So that's why they're my number three uh over New York at four. 
they also had that big comeback on the Liberty, right? That was sort of an embarrassing loss for them. So they beat the team that many have ahead of them. So, um, and, and, and to note, those power rankings were made as of, you know, the end of, you know, they're made like the beginning of the week. So people's, you know, rankings may have changed. So I'm not, I'm not mad at you um, putting the the Chicago sky there. Um, Talia Copper, I mean, she's having a huge season. Uh, yeah. So she's, she's doing it for y'all. And so you mentioned all-star earlier. We know who like some of the all-stars are going to be, but is there, are there any under the radar people that you think are going to be all-stars? Um, I, I hope Shakira Austin is an all-star. Like, I know this is only, you know, her sophomore season, but she has been doing it big. And I really hope to see her. I mean, I obviously, I feel like Alyssa Thomas is going to be one, but, um, I mean, I hope Kai is one. I listen, Chicago, I need Chicago to put all of their energy and efforts behind her to get her to Vegas to be an all-star. Um, but y'all would really love to see Shakira Austin. I think she deserves it. That's great. Yeah. I would, uh, you you mentioned Dallas before. I mean, Satu Sabali for me. Like if I, I need her to be an all-star. She has been so critical for her team, being able to score inside and score outside. She's a great uh, trail, like trail post shooter, which I don't know if that was always her, uh, her, her thing at Oregon. I don't remember that mm-hmm. being like a, a part of her game, but I think she's definitely worked on that. But man, I get like, that's a big three that no one talked about, right? Natasha Howard, Arike, and Satsu. I'm like, that's a really big three. And that's why I was like, throw the power rankings away. <laughs> okay, because on any given night, the W shows you just how flesh they are with so much talent. And anyone can step up. Um, and I'll say too, on your point about Chicago doing more with less, you're absolutely right. And I think a really good, easy, quick comparison that you can make is look at what Seattle's doing in comparison, yes. right? And in, yes. in the sense that they've lost talent too, and they're not producing in the same way that Chicago is. So that's a really, really good point. So it's yes, I mean, but, oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I was no, going to say, um, shout out to Jewel. <laughs> like she's trying, like- I know, listen, I know. Jewel is trying so hard, <laughs> but I just wanted to <laughs> shout out to the Gold Mamba real quick, but go ahead, Nat. No, they don't. I know. I feel, you know, Jewel, poor thing. Um, I, I have two quick questions, though, for you before we let you go, because I, I, I want to know, is there any chance Aaliyah Boston could potentially get, get All-Star this year? She's going to get All-Star. She's going to be an All-Star. Yeah, I, so. um, I didn't okay. say her name because I didn't think that, I thought it was obvious she was going to be an All-Star. Like, when you have <laughs> a fan base, that South Carolina has and you have the crossover connection that Indiana is bringing and you have someone who is coming in cooking and the footwork is impeccable and you have her putting up the numbers that she has. Aaliyah Boston is probably going to be like, she's probably going to make all-star records for the number of times that she's an Mm. all-star before her time is up in this league. So yes, I believe she's definitely an all-star. How much, Sabria, because as you know, I'm new to the W, so, and you, you've been my teacher so far in ways along the way. So how much does the team records affect, you know, All-Star and, and voting? Because like in the NBA, 
they do have like a big impact. It seems like it's mm -hmm. not necessarily the same with, with the W. And it's interesting because I actually feel like Indiana, they're not what their record says. You know, like they're so I agree. game. And I, I yeah. just, one if they just learn to close better and maybe also decide that they're going to play a little bit more through through Aaliyah, um, I just think that they're a better team than their record reflects. So I don't yeah. have a problem with her being an all-star, but how much do team records affect that kind of thing? So we know last year, um, it was what, four for Vegas, four for Chicago, and they were essentially one and two at this time. So it was not Ooh. surprising that they had probably the most representation. But even outside of that, we've seen fan voting do its thing. And we've seen times when media has voted correctly and times when they have not. Um, and so we are always having this debate of team record and it's only so much one person can do. Um, so I just feel like Record aside, because they have been giving the girls some go. They've had a lot of close games. The stats do not paint an actual picture of the difference between this year and last year. I think that her performance and what she's been tasked with, she deserves to be an all-star. So I hope that between fan voting and just media members giving credit where it's due, I hope she's able to make that. Okay. I agree. And I do. I just want to really quickly ask about the wings because you said that you have them like just barely under the Liberty. And I just think like what they're doing is incredible. I, they sort of got their big three there. You might want to say they're a super team. Four. You know, they, four. Because okay, Kalani you know. Brown, because Kalani oh, Brown yes. has come in and done yes. her thing. She, that athlete yes. is unlimited That's for sure. And she is, mm -hmm. and I'm not, so I need to go back and figure out what, you know, with hardships and all of that stuff. When Big T, if they can keep Kelani, Big T, and the three we already named, I already told people, L, mm -hmm. Coach LT is a master with defense. Yes, we have some off nights with, you know, shooting and percentages, but when you have a balance there and you have the presence that they have in the paint, that is why Dallas is barely under New York because they have been doing more with less as well compared to this super team, but they have been solid. And I think that they are doing great things in Dallas. You'll see them in the playoffs. All right, Sabria Whitaker. Listen, yes. if you guys know about Sabria, make sure you get to know her. She's the founder of Grow the Game and um, just she's a force within the W community. So you should make sure that you are following yes. her. Sabria, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for teaching us always. We love it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Really appreciated that. And um, kind of went from there. You know, the, the neighborhood mailman and the, uh, the little video. So it was a fun experience. Um, glad I got to try it. Uh, when he smiles, it's very weird. Uh, <laughs> he's just so adorable. And Tiana Taylor, girl, we're just going to give you your flowers because you've been doing this for a minute, okay? Her creativity, I still remember her Sweet 16, her Super Sweet 16 show, where she was passing out her invitations, like, via chains. <laughs> like, she had, like, an ice cream truck that was, like, giving out chains. Like, it is so cool to see just how much she has flourished in this space. Because that doesn't always happen, right? There's been multiple instances of actors going to music and it doesn't work, or music musicians going to acting and it doesn't work, or whatever. And to see her be recognized for her creativity overall, whether it's in music, it's in fashion, it's in dance, it's all these different things. Uh, man, that's just so cool. And I'm, I'm grateful that she's being appreciated in all these different spaces and bringing the long folks with her. Shout out to her for real. Yeah, no, for real. And she's a New York girl, a Harlem girl, and Caribbean. So, you know, (laughs) from one Caribbean to another, Jamaica to Trinidad, to to Tiana Taylor. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) I just feel like she is the, I just feel like she, you know, her evolution and, I mean, her song Made It is like really like, you made it and you still going, girl. You still Mm. going. Um, and she said, I'm not trying to slow down. She told us, she told us when she came out with that song and right. she is still going. So, um, I mean, the, her collection, it sold out in minutes, Zena. It sold out in six minutes. minutes. So, so, six, folks, six. And That's crazy. incredible. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's a thing with Jalen Hurts, though. Let's go back to him because it's, it's a thing <laughs> with Jalen Hurts, you know. He just always has incredible Black women around him, who he works with, you know. Love so, it. I mean, we've been talking about the way he has been winning. He has been winning, you know, um, this offseason. Like, they lost the Super Bowl, yes, but... Jalen Hurts is still winning, okay? Like he, oh yes, oh yes. For, for, for a very, for a very brief moment until Lamar came in, he was like the highest paid <laughs> quarterback. But like, I know he was like, really, Lamar? I couldn't have like a another. Come on now, but no, he's killing it, and I'm so impressed with the way that he has been able to market himself. I feel like this is a great translation of the NIL era of I'm more than an athlete, I'm a brand. And he is, he's Kipling. He's in all these different facets. And here's another opportunity. Makes me feel like Angel Reese, right? Goes from the White House to the Cardi B music video to a Starry commercial. Uh, Anytime an athlete can make themselves more profitable just by being themselves, 
I'm obsessed with that. I'm, I'm cheering it on. Jalen, just like you said, he may have lost the Super Bowl, but he went in all other categories of life for sure. He did. And, you know, um, I'm also an Eagles fan, just so the world knows. So, you know, where mm-hmm. my, but I, I really hope, you know, it's, it's somewhat, unless it's like the Patriots or I guess now, you know, Pat Mahomes, it's sort of rare to just like get back there, you know, but I do think the Eagles have the ability to, to, to get back mm-hmm. there again. I hope that they oh, 1, do. 1,000%. Because I so want the Eagles to win, but it's like I just want it for Jalen Hurts because mm-hmm. he's just such a likable person. And I mean, you know, the ladies also love him, you know. So I'm sure that's why Tiana right. chose him for her video because, like, she's this- smart. She's not dumb. <laughs> she's smart. She got eyes. She's got eyes. She understands. Yeah, right. He, he's not. He's not too bad on the eyes for many. So, but I mean, he just he someone you want to root for he's another one like we talked yes. about jimmy butler earlier his story right you want to mm. root you want right. to root for jalen hurts like everything he's been through you know like at one point it may have looked like this this man wasn't even gonna really have like a real career you know and it's right. like now, right. you know, you keep becoming the starting quarterback in philly you take them to to the uh to the super bowl you have to me to me like you do have a historic performance, but I actually think he had the better performance mm. at the even though his team didn't get the win. Fight me, sure. I don't care. You, you know, like I think, many, I think many people would agree with you on that. I think many people who aren't within the Chiefs camp would look at that game and agree with you on that. And also looking at the way that he was the immeasurable leader of this team. I mean, at that age, being able to put on the pressure that he did with such grace. That is why he's so likable. Not only is he great on the eyes, but he's also just someone that you want to root for because you would want to follow him, right? He's a, he's an athlete that you you admire. So I love it. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Tiana. Uh, I hope I can get some Jay soon. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, rooting for both Tiana and Jalen. And thank y'all. We're rooting for y'all as our audience. Stick with us. We love oh, y'all. Ladies First Friday, but be back with us on the weekend. After the weekend Bye. on Monday. We'll see y'all guys. Dina, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.